All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, August 28th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We are doing it live in studio. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, today we have got the whole team together, and the team might be expanding. Might be. That's the operative word. It's not a guarantee (laughs) yet. But in with us to both talk about this weekend at the box office and then later to interview a prospective new member of the B.O. Boys operation. It is time for us to welcome Wanna B.O. intern Christopher. Thanks for coming back to the show, Christopher. Welcome back, my friend. As always, thanks for having me, guys. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to this episode. I think this is going to be a really fun one. And I think there's going to be a lot of great, great radio for us to see and hear tonight. Yeah, it's we're going to be talking box office, but you know what? We're also you're going to possibly become a manager in this operation. Have you ever been in your work history? Have you been in charge of anyone before? Have you been a manager, whether it's a I don't know, at a Dairy Queen or at a lemonade stand? Like, I'm not sure what your work history is before the B.O. Boys, but have you been uh, the head of somebody? In a previous life, I did train new people at a subway in my hometown. So I, I have I have a little bit of experience with it. Not a lot, but some. Great, great. And you were tough on them. They put too much mayo, too little mayo. You reamed them out in the back of the subway? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I wasn't letting any shit slide. Awesome, awesome. Do not let shit slide on a subway sandwich. That's, that's what <laughs> they always tell you. Uh, so, Clayton, I mean, let's get into the box office. So could you give us a plow, perhaps? Let's get into it. Number one, Gran Turismo, based on a true story, made $17.3 million in its first weekend. Barbie was number two with 17.1, down only 18%. It lost 267 theaters. It's at $594.8 million in its sixth weekend. Number three, the previous number one, Blue Beetle made $12.7 million, down 48%. No theater chains change. It's at $46.3 million in its second weekend. Number four, Oppenheimer made $9 million, down 16%. It lost 449 theaters. It's at $300 million in its sixth weekend. Number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Madness made $6.1 million, down 29%. It lost 332 theaters. It's at $98.1 million in its fourth weekend. And that's your top five. Yeah, I mean, uh, not really a big reason to go past five this weekend. Nothing new in that five through ten. So Could I do mention Bottoms opened up this weekend to about 500K and had a really good per theater average. And I know it's going wide uh, next week, and I'm not exactly sure um, what the per theater average was. But I saw a comp to Everything Everywhere all at once. So who knows? But it's also an R-rated studio comedy. So is there really a chance of it breaking out? Well, let's let's touch on that then for a second before we get into what's up top. Because I saw this film last night. I saw it in a packed theater in New York City. And I loved it. And the crowd loved it. And like you said, Christopher, this is a R-rated studio comedy. So it is not the type of movie that lights up the box office these last few years. But, yeah, I mean, this this movie, uh, is, there, is there anything to this? I'll throw this out to you guys. Is this anything beyond it played right now in the five theaters that were already set to do Bafa Bobo for this type of movie? 
is there any chance this movie expands next week and starts to catch on beyond the art houses and the coastal elites? Well, I mean, just to jump in here, you did mention per theater average for 10 theaters, which were, yeah, the prime demo for this film, Mm. $51,000 per screen, right? So that is more than everything everywhere all at once. Wow. So the thing with that is there's a possibility here that this does break out. I think with the $4 tickets, I was looking for showings here on a Sunday when we're recording at the Lincoln Square Cinema, pretty much all sold out. Now, that's a $4 ticket. Mm -hmm. But here's Mm -hmm. the thing. You go once for $4, you bring your friends next next weekend or this Tuesday or this Thursday for $17, right? I mean, this is a good time to release this movie because if you get a vocal majority or minority to say this is really great other people will follow so i do think there's a possibility with this and you know it's got a star that's in this movie that is in the bear which is a show that is being watched continuously by all age groups so there is and rachel senate who shiva baby bodies 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 was a disappointment but a known quantity for young people and we need young stars there hasn't been a lot of young stars breaking out. Here's a possibility here for these two people to break out as stars. I mean, Christopher, what is the buzz about Bottoms? You know, you're getting back to college right now. You're on campus, mm-hmm. and I know football, 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 that's all all you guys are thinking about. But does Rachel Sennett mean anything? Does Iowa DeBerry mean anything to the young people that are on college right now? Does Bottoms mean anything? Ado Iberry definitely means something to people I know. This summer, especially, a lot of my friends watched The Bear, and it was kind of cool because no one I knew watched The Bear season one. And then this summer, like a lot of my friends and even their parents were like talking to me about The Bear. So I do think Ado Iberry has some sort of rising star power that could potentially get this movie to hopefully break out. And I feel like we have seen, especially post COVID, how much word of mouth can really help out a movie. And if everyone who bought a ticket this this weekend is coming out of there saying this is like one of the best comedies that you've seen in a while. And when it expands to next weekend, maybe it's in people's minds and they go and check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. It has, I will say it has some scenes, you know, we talked about this with no hard feelings. Does it have a something about Mary hair gel scene and no hard feelings had that to some degree. Obviously it did not become, there's something about Mary. I would say that bottoms, has some sequences that, listen, it's not the hair gel scene. Nothing's going to be the hair gel scene. That's once in a lifetime. But it, I do think this movie as a comedy has some sequences that could get some buzz, that could get people talking. I think Marshawn Lynch, as a supporting actor in this, he has a performance that I think could create some buzz. There's aspects of this movie that definitely could catch on with the younger people across the college campuses. And, you know, we got to talk to our stoolies that are listening, our minifans. And I do think this is a type of movie that on the surface might not seem like it's their cup of tea or, you know, their their cup of Red Bull. But I do think there's things in this movie that the stoolies and that type of audience would get into. I mean, it's a cup of high noon. So just, just so we're, <laughs> we're straight here with right. uh, what mm-hmm. they would be drinking. Now, 
opening night audience for this, 86% between 18 to 34. Wow. So almost exclusively young trendsetters. Yeah. So that's huge. I think the big thing is we can't say anything right now about this movie. We got to talk about it next week because it goes wide. I think it's 700 theaters or so. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think that's a wait and see. That's a wait and see. But a C and C is what we saw this past weekend from Gran Turismo. It finally opened. And Clayton, you said, based on a true story, that is now part of the title of this film. Yes, they've added it. I, I haven't seen this in any I saw time. it actually today. Oh, you saw the movie? Yeah, National Cinema Day. I had to go out there and see see a movie for a $4 ticket. I feel like it wouldn't be my duty as a B.O. boy if not one of us did. So we're not critics, huh? Huh. But give us your boots on the ground reporting. How was this film? How was the audience response? And did you see anything in it that shows this has some box office elements that are going to work? Other than it being a bit formulaic because it's like basically a biopic, even though you kind of didn't really know that going in, um, this movie is actually like really great. There were only about 10-ish other people in, um, in my screening. It was one couple behind me and then like a group of actually college students that okay. um, were diagonal in front of me. And the, the group of college students, there was one girl that she was laughing. She was crying. She was, at, she was clapping at some points. I saw a clap or two. Wow. So I really do, and this art, this um, this has an A cinema score too, and I really do think this could be a word of mouth carried movie because yeah, th- this movie was actually like really really good. Wow! So she was laughing, she was crying, and she was clapping. There, there were claps. I saw claps happen, do multiple you, claps too. It, it sounds like a manic episode. Yeah, like do, <laughs> do you feel like there was more than just the movie that was going on for this this young person, or the movie was that? Uh, in, engaging that you think the movie made her both laugh, cry, clap. Uh, I sure hope uh, it, she just found the movie that engaging and she wasn't having a manic episode, yeah. but I guess we don't really know. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that's great to hear. I mean, the, the worst thing a movie could get is no response. You know, you you want to hear, forget good, bad. We're not, again, we're not critics, huh? But that's huh? the most important thing is you want to hear that mm-hmm. the audience was doing something during a movie. So the fact that someone was going through what could be perceived as a manic episode is is good, is a good sign for this movie. So the controversy, though, is that, you know, it's being listed and touted as the number one movie this weekend, 17.3 million, edging out Barbie. Now, obviously, we're recording on the Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know, this will be coming out Monday morning. We're recording Sunday night. So Monday's actuals could change this but either way no matter what Gran Turismo and Barbie are are running neck and neck this weekend but should that be the case because you know I'll throw it out there the controversy is that the studio which is Sony has been rolling up weeks of Gran Turismo preview screenings into the Friday opening weekend number and word is that's about three plus million dollars worth of of tickets sold in the past three, two to three weeks that are being counted for the opening weekend. And if you don't have that, then this movie is nowhere near unseating Barbie for number one. Well, I mean, here's the other thing, though, is that the Barbie number mm-hmm. that is being touted is also in dispute. Okay. Because 
they are saying that it's going to be 17.1 and rivals are showing that it's going to be 15.1 right because they are they i think warners is trying to assume what their sunday is going to be before they actually get it and they're saying it's going to be way higher than other people are seeing interesting so Mm. this is both of them and and here's the thing with warner I get why you want to stay on top because Mm -hmm. this is Barbie, at least for a little while, their last chance to be on top of the box office. They were unseated last weekend by Blue Beetle. Now, if Blue Beetle wouldn't have unseated them, I feel like this would have been more, okay, we want to be six weekends in a row. Now that it's going to be just five non-consecutive in a row, you still want that crown, but it seems a tad petty for Barbie to be fighting this so hard. Well, but I understand why they're fighting Sony, but also Warner Brothers did the same thing with Tenet. So it's 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 when it happens to you you're upset, when you're the one doing it, what's the problem? So I think that's the the thing here. Now, are the Gran Turismo folding in previews from the 18th or the 17th or whatever days it was? previous that is a little bit crappy but people are starting to open i mean we saw it with transformers rise of the beasts they were folding in early stuff they started previews at like 11 a.m on a thursday so like this is this type of stuff that studios do now they roll everything in it is it is but we on this show it was september of 2020 Mm -hmm. and we Fully cut the shit. In fact, Daddy came home yeah. on that episode. Daddy had to come home to cut the shit and talk about what Warner Brothers was doing with those tenant opening week numbers, where they basically rolled a full week worth of uh, release into the opening weekend, and we cut the shit on that. So I think we we do need to cut the shit because it's one thing, 11 a.m. on a Thursday or Thursday preview altogether – We've all accepted that's part of the weekend because Thursday can be rolled into a weekend. Think of the work week. You could start the weekend on a Thursday, but you can't start the weekend three weeks ago. That's Mm -hmm. different weekends. And I do think Mm -hmm. this practice of trying to roll weeks of preview numbers, whether it was Tenon in 2020 or whether it is Gran Turismo right now, that is not a weekend. How long can we legally allow a weekend to get? Then it, it ceases to be a weekend at all. Listen, if they're going to start Three doing... Three weeks is not a weekend. That is that is a vacation. That is a month. <laughs> that's not a weekend. Yeah, that's that's time off. That's time, yeah. I mean, what do you, what do you think, Christopher? Are you, are you, do you feel like Gran Turismo is, is taking a step too far? Or do you feel like, yeah, this this should be part of the opening weekend, give it to them? No, opening weekend is called opening weekend yes. for a reason. You you don't put numbers in opening weekend that weren't a part of opening weekend. So I'm totally against this practice. And yeah, I think we we might have to take legal action on, on to stop it because I don't think this should legally be allowed. You know that is a great idea because we have our listenership is growing and growing and growing. It's never been bigger. Month after month, biggest month in the history of Bo Boys. It it just keeps happening, and. We have yet to mobilize our audience towards any cause. 
you know, to say we're all going to band together to do some good in the world. And well, isn't that what we're kind of trying to do with the rock stuff, too? I feel like that was a pretty good cause that. Yeah, that's a good cause, though, that that is very personal to us. You know, that Mm -hmm. that's a not a vendetta, but it is using our audience to send a personal message where we want them to comment on, of Mm -hmm. course, the Peacock clip of Heart to Heart and tell them to free the B.O. boys that but that's a personal thing in terms of doing good for the world. Do we want to mobilize the wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people. to people. a mass, uh, you know, a class action lawsuit against all studios, you know, even though Sony's the one doing it this weekend, but against all studios to keep them from taking the weekend beyond the Thursday? We'll allow the Thursday that has sort of been grandfathered in well christopher you're in college the the weekend starts mm-hmm. on thursday the the weekend does start on th- i'll give them the thursday Th- thursday is basically the new friday especially yeah. when you're a youngster yeah. right you have maybe one class on a thursday morning that you either skip or sleep through and then the weekend mm-hmm. starts yeah. and then you're rip-roaring drunk until monday morning mostly yeah yeah Mo- monday mornings are usually top ones mm-hmm. yeah I mean, yeah, I think because we need to even the playing field, we need to know what the number one movie is. We mm-hmm. need to know what people are actually doing on their weekends. So, I I mean, I would be in on this. I do think Sony is using, you know, they're using some crappy tactics that I, I mean, listen, I talked about it again. Like I said, Transformers, Rise of the Beast stole that number one because they were doing Wednesday fan showings that they rolled in to their opening day and that is what put it over the top and so if these companies continue to use these practices and let's not even open the we can't even open the scam upon scams upon scams that the um, sound of freedom people are doing who knows what that number is going to end up being at the end of the day in a few years who knows if any of that money is real right i mean that's the sort of stuff that we love part of that scam, but they need to be honest about actually how many tickets are being sold there. Because if you are beating Indy and Mission Impossible, you don't want there to be an asterisk there. You need it to be, and you don't. And if you're Gran Turismo, you don't want an asterisk, an asterisk either. Right, right. I mean, mm-hmm. I get what Gran Turismo is doing because touting number one movie in the country is always a great marketing hook for the following week. So Gran Turismo does really need this to be able to put at the top of their print ads and local newspapers, you know, mm-hmm. most important form of advertising these days. But that it makes sense to do that, but the integrity of the opening weekend does start to become in question if we allow numbers from three weeks ago on a Tuesday. Because, again, even that Wednesday number that you mentioned for Transformers, at least that is – consecutive days yeah, at yeah. least that is but, but and but, i get that on. that's no no i agree okay. that shouldn't count but it's closer to being the weekend than counting these non-consecutive screenings that happened weeks ago mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Th- this is this has gone too far i mean the number itself so 17 million and, and you know if they hadn't had those preview screenings probably some of the people went the preview screenings would have went this weekend so it's not just fully take that three million out because some of those people would have went, but it wouldn't have been up to 17 million. That just wouldn't have happened if those preview screenings didn't exist. But But Barbie, you cannot combat like false 
sort of uh, accounting with your own false accounting? Well, that's in dispute. I mean, they're, you know, all all weekends are estimated at this point on a Sunday night. You know, the, the Sunday numbers are not fully the actuals. They mm-hmm. are estimates based on, on precedent and all that. So right now, other studios are disputing how high they're estimating. So we'll see how that shakes out. That doesn't feel too untoward to me. It's just they are optimistic in what their Sunday estimates are. And I, honestly, I'm surprised other studios are bothering to dispute a Barbie number. I mean, Barbie's the biggest movie of the year. It's saving theaters, or, you know, not saving, but is doing a, a lot towards helping theaters get through the summer. Why are you disputing it? Well, if you're Pat, Paramount? rival studio means Sony. Well, what other rival studio is going to be disputing this? Yeah. I mean, I, rival I would studio hope that's is Sony. True. I would hope that's the only one. I would hope Paramount is not getting involved in what Barbie's seventh weekend number is. No, sixth weekend, yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So the Gran Turismo opening overall, I mean, Christopher, you said that there were 10 people in the screening. That's not great, mm-hmm. but at least one of them was having a manic episode, which is great. <laughs> Yeah. So what are we feeling with this number in general? I mean, is Gran Turismo, it's sort of opening above what some of the last minute predictions were, but it still feels like this isn't exactly a great opening number. Do we feel like this is something that it could build off of, or is this a movie that's kind of opening and going to putter out based on what it did? I think this could be one that has some legs. I'm not exactly sure what the budget is but i bet it's probably in like the 70 to 100 million dollar range mm-hmm. um i would assume so i mean also depending on what it opened to worldwide because i don't know that number off the top of my head i can see this one maybe having a chance of breaking pro- possibly even I-, I don't think this is going to be a home run by any means and there, there definitely is a chance it could lose money but i could see it breaking even in the end depending on what the budget and word of mouth plays are mm-hmm. yeah it doesn't feel like this is a franchise starter Oh, definitely not. But then again, like I, it, I'm not really sure that I would have even done that. I mean, like I guess they could have just kept following his life, but I, I don't think those were the plans. Or I sure hope they weren't. Right, right. The the based on a true story aspect of this is that the best thing to have put in the title? Like, shouldn't it have just been based on the video game more than based I, on a true story? Uh, no. I think the video game. Really? I, 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 yeah. I that 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 was my thing with this is I think the way to get the general audience in here is that hook. That see, are you a gamer, Christopher? Uh, not as much, but still relatively, yeah. Okay, so for you as a gamer, mm-hmm. you want it to be about the game, right? Was there that, any that's... level of if you were playing Gran Turismo, and someone mm-hmm. yanked you? from your console and said, get in this car, would that be scary to you? Yeah, probably. Okay. Pat. Yes. If you were playing uh, a racing game, if you were playing Road Rash. Yeah. Excite Bike. Excite Bike. Yeah. And someone knocked on your door and said, yo, I got a dirt bike. We need you to race. Right. Would you be scared? Yes. I don't drive. Well, okay, that's absolutely a bad example. So it's a bad example. Just any car in general, in any situation, get in here and drive. I'd be like, I ride the subway, I Uber. Yeah. This is, you know, so it's not even about it being a race car. It it, it is like a, if it's a minivan in a parking lot, I'm like, this is not a good idea. Well, so you're a bad example. This is what we were contemplating last week or last episode is, is this a horror 
movie premise for gamers to have to do something in real life that they virtually do. And so I think the idea of this being a real story is captivating to me, but for gamers, Mm. they might not like the fact that this is based on a true story because this feels like a horror movie to them. So the fact that, Christopher, you're saying that this should have just been, hey, this is the video game, makes me think there is that split with people and generations here. Do do you think if they had said, instead of based on a true story, based on a true gamer, to at least get both of them in there, that it's like a real-life story, but is it is a gamer story, would that have helped? Honestly, I, I think that could be interesting. I, I think that could have helped maybe a little bit. I like, I like the framing of that more than based on a true story. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I, think, I do think um, going with the video game is the best way, because I do think... In the movie, I don't know how accurate this number is. They say there's 80 million Gran Turismo players worldwide. Wow. So I would assume that at least those 80 would not be afraid to get into an actual race car because the whole point of the game is to simulate real-life racing. So I I do think just going after the video game at least could do something to those 80 million people that at least play the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's – I I am curious to see how this does because it is – pretty well reviewed and is getting that kind of response where people are saying this is fun. It doesn't have any giant movie stars in it, but I mean, that's, there's so few and far between as far as giant movie stars. It has a little runway in the next couple of weeks where it could do some business. There's movies opening up, but it has its lane as a movie that is about a game there's no other gamer movies coming out and it's targeted young people i feel like it has a lane but this opening weekend is not super promising you know it could have broke out and did in the 20s that was something that seemed possible at some point in time and that didn't happen well i mean it's also i mean we got to talk about the diluting the box office number with these four dollar tickets but yep is that people who would not normally go see this movie seeing this movie? So that's that's the give and take with the four dollar tickets. I mean, a lot of it's funny. These studios are now mad this year that they're selling their high quality product at four dollars as opposed to last year where they could barely get people through the door. Right. And they were selling subpar products. So it's 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 really funny. It shows that we are strong at the theaters when these companies are saying people will pay full price for Barbie. Why are you giving them it for four dollars? So right. it's very interesting that way. Right. But it's looking like uh, some people are saying eight point seven five million people for this this uh, National Cinema Day, as opposed to eight million for last year, that's just an estimate. Obviously, we'll know more on Monday. Do you guys think, when it's all said and done, that this National Cinema Day will be higher attendance than last year? Yes, hundred percent. Just as even just like the movies out compared to what were out last year at this time, and I mean they're even bringing back like Little Mermaid, which was like. Mm. A, a pretty big hit domestically this summer. I, I know it, it didn't perform exactly as well as everyone thought, but it still did almost, I think, $300 million domestically. Um, they still got Barbie kicking. I think Mario's being added back to theaters. So I really yeah. do think all that product is going to drive to a much higher number than we had last year. Yeah, Just so, so just to let you know, Little Mermaid came back to 1,560 theaters. 
made half mm-hmm. a million dollars. Super Mario Brothers came to 1,383 theaters, and it made 280,000. So people are excited. Asteroid City came back to 266 theaters, uh, and it's it, it made $76,000. So people are going to see movies that they can see streaming mm, interesting. in the theater. So that's very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, last year National Cinema Day was on a Saturday, which is a better day. This year, I don't know why they did move it to Sunday. And it was a holiday weekend, correct? Yes, it was Labor yeah. Day weekend last year. So it definitely was a better position day for it. But yeah, I mean, it would be great if it does more. It does cement it then as at least a yearly tradition. I saw our friend Jeff Bach, Exhibitor Relations Co., on Twitter this past weekend. He threw out there, why not do this once a month? And I think he was being partially facetious. He was also very enthusiastic about the idea of having this, you know, national cinema awareness type of promotion. Once a month would probably be something the studios would freak out about because then you'd have Mm -hmm. giant movies that are getting discounted opening weekends, which is a problem. And then you're waiting to see a movie for that day. Right, right. So they don't want that. But I do think there's a thing you possibly could do again in the winter. You know, this feels like something you could do in January or February Mm -hmm. when, uh, when again, you're in that sort of slow period. But yeah, I think I think there's a promotion that is going to be around. I think this second year has fully cemented it as something that is going to stay. Yeah. You know, we're looking at this controversy at the top here, and there are so many numbers that we have to keep in our mind when we're just looking at two movies, just looking at Gran Turismo and looking at Barbie. For the box office analysts out there, it could be a real confusing time. Mm-hmm. When you have a weekend like this, like I'm sure our good friend Scott Mendelson, Jeff Bach, you know, uh, 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 Brandon, the creator of Box Office Mojo. David he, Thompson. David Thompson at the direct. All of our friends and and all the great box. I'm sure even Anthony D. D is for Disney D'Alessandro at Deadline had a hard time when he's looking at these numbers up top for Barbie and, and Gran Turismo. And here's some advice I would give to all them that Clayton and I have, have have taken. When a weekend like this comes around, you're gonna wish that you were on the Magic Mind Regiment, that you were taking a Magic Mind every single day because that would give you a sharper, clearer focus when you have to dig down and analyze these Gran Turismo opening weekend numbers. And Clayton, how much have you been loving taking Magic Mind in this very confusing box office time? Oh, I mean, it's been great. I mean, these, these, you know, these numbers mm-hmm. floating around in our head. The, the I mean, four dollars a, a ticket now on yeah. Sunday. I mean, these these uh, studios trying to pull fast ones on us. You got to be sharp. You got to be sharp. You got to be sharp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be aware of what's a scam and what's not a scam, yes. right? And yes. with Magic Mind. We can really hone in on those tiny details that we normally wouldn't be able to, yes. and really sniff out the scams, right? So, Pat, you've been taking it for what? How long now? We've been taking it for I over think a on, week. I think I'm on day seven or eight as of now. And listen, Magic Mine—it's a little green elixir, a little tiny bottle. Clayton, right there, he's got his fingers up. So, if you're a YouTube follower, you could see the size of the bottle. Clayton's fingers are showing you that. Little bottle, a little, I like to call a little shot of productivity, and it's all natural ingredients. 
You could take it with breakfast. You could take it with your coffee or instead you don't of have your to. coffee. You don't you, have to. Yeah. I don't drink coffee, and I drink uh, Magic Mind. It gives me a little pick-me-up with the matcha. Yep. Yeah, we love the matcha and Magic Mind. And, it again, it just gives us that sharp focus. Our brains, which have been great, you know, great brains, of course, but they have never been greater than they have been this last week taking our daily dose of Magic Mind. And, Christopher... Mm-hmm. You right now are heading into, you've got another year of college, and at the same time, you're running the internship division here at the BO Boys. So you have got things pulling you in every direction. Your mind oh, yeah. is all over the place, and you got a party, and you mm-hmm. got to follow the the local football team, and you know you you've got to start preparing uh, for your whole life, and you, you've got a lot of things going on there and again did i mention you got a party because you do have to party i definitely do have to party and you're being pulled in all these directions i mean christopher i think magic mind is something that really could get you into focus for all the things you have to do at college at the bo boys and partying honestly it sounds like magic mind would be a godsend to to my daily life yeah so i think it's time you know listen christopher's been doing great at the internship but he could do better he definitely could mm-hmm. do better. Yeah. And he's been killing with the vertical videos on our social media, but the videos could be even sharper. So I think it's time to hook uh, Wannabeo intern Christopher up with some Magic Mind so he could, you know, not get to our level because even you subtract a Magic Mind, obviously we're the BO boys, he's an intern, but get him closer to our level. Because if mm-hmm. we if we set you up with this Magic Mind, I mean, your life will be changed. Mm-hmm. And then also, okay. say you're sitting at your desk, you're taking a test, and you're sitting there, and everybody else is nervous around you, and you're looking at these numbers. Say it's uh, what 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 what's a math class you have? Do you have any math classes, Christopher? Still, uh, I, I had to take Calc two uh, a semester or two ago. Okay, so say say you have to take Calc two again, which. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't, but let's say you do. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. sitting there, and those numbers are in sharp focus, and you say out loud, "I mean, to yourself, but loud enough that all the other students can hear." Good mm-hmm. thing I have my magic mind. Yeah, and you could too if you go to <laughs> www.magicmind.com/moviebox and put in the exclusive code moviebox20, where you can get up to fifty percent off your subscription. For the next 10 days. Wow. Otherwise, the code is good on a subscription or a one-time purchase, and you'll get 20% off. But if you want that subscription, you got to act now. you got to say all this out loud, not too loud so it seems like you're really, you know, making a commercial of it, but so other students can hear. Mm -hmm. Because, listen, I went to your school, and I won't name your school if you don't want me to 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 keep your name. I I don't think it really matters. It doesn't matter to me. You can't. Because we are Penn State. Mm-hmm. I've been there, and they they could use Magic Mind over there. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right? They could use Magic mm-hmm. Mind. So Penn State students, stoolies, men of fans, wannabeo boys, wannabeo girls, wannabeo people. People. Go to www.magicmind.com, movie box, put in movie box 20, and get that little shot of what, Pat? It's a little shot of productivity. That's what I like to call it. There we go. Yeah. So someone who could possibly use a magic mind is an applicant to join the BO Boys organization. I'm going to bring him in right now. So here we are. You could see him on the YouTube channel. This young man reached out to us at the beginning of the summer 
And I, hello, that is Jack waving at us. Hello, Jack. Welcome to the show. So reached out to us a few months ago and asked about the internship program, if we are taking any new applicants. And I had a talk with him, had to have the initial talk to see whether he's a crazy person or not. He passed that level. I could at least say, based on a you know 15-minute Zoom conversation, does not seem crazy. So passed that. That's great. Doesn't mean that he's got the job. Mm-hmm. So uh, right now we are going to, on air, and this is the type of thing, this is great radio, this is the type of thing that the Minna fans love, you know, over the Kirk Minahan show. They're currently introduce, interviewing producers while the fired producer still has to keep running the show and interview his replacement, which is great radio. We're loving it. Mm-hmm. So, Jack, welcome to the BO Boys. Uh, I, I appreciate all you guys having me. I mean, I'm a huge fan and... It's a pleasure to be on air tonight. Great, great. Thanks for coming here. That The answer could have been a little quicker there. So, I mean, Christopher is going to be tallying up. We, you know, this is going to be a points-based interview, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, so, Christopher, tally that up. It wasn't the quickest response to when uh, I said yeah. welcome to the show. So I got that. Uh, we got to take a note Not of that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're being interviewed here. Now, if you get this position, which, again, is not guaranteed – you would be reporting to Christopher. So, Christopher, this is also a big deal for you because this would lead to a promotion. You would go from wannabeo intern to wannabeo senior intern. Oh, whoa. Yeah. So the, the, I, I didn't realize I had that much writing on this. Too. Yeah, you've got a lot writing on it, but okay. that shouldn't affect your assessment of Jack okay. because mm-hmm. if he if we hire him, you get a promotion. If we don't hire him, you get nothing but you still need to be honest in your assessment here because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's okay. all about what benefits the company. And if you hire him to get that new title and he does a bad job, that reflects badly on you. So yes. keep that in okay. mind as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you could get promoted, but you also could get demoted at a, at a later date and possibly demoted below your current level. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could <laughs> okay. be demoted to like junior, want to be a junior intern. You know, so oh, there, there's a lot riding on this for everyone. Clayton and I will always be in our levels, you know, host. Uh, I mean, I'm completely that. not nervous at all. Yes. Yes. I do not care at all about what happens here. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited for you guys because this is big for okay. both of you. Yeah. So. Uh, I am too. Very excited. Well, Jack, tell yeah. us, uh, you know, let's start with just tell us what. Uh, uh, what caused you to reach out to the BO Boys? What is your interest in box office? And why do you want this position in our internship program? I started listening probably around December 2022, and I've just been very inspired and stuff. Um, you know, like you guys always do such a great job for providing like a weekly, or I should say like a bi start like two times a week, just great analysis stuff about, you know, like box office, like the state of movies and stuff, and just kind of how they're like like performing. I can't wait to be able to kind of like dive in deep to this weekend because yeah, it's a big weekend. Um, like national, like I said, I'm a day. Um, and definitely, the, as you guys said, there's a lot to like, talk about. Lot to talk about. So, all right, a lot to talk about in that answer so far. So thank you for that, Jack. You are very into the box office. I'll throw it to you, Christopher. What do you think so far of Jack and his and his answer to the question that I asked? What, what are your immediate takeaways there? I really like. I love that he loves numbers. So I'm hoping for this interview if he can if he can back that statement up with maybe some questions or stuff we might have to ask him. Okay, so so Big numbers guy. He 
okay, key. Jack just said he is a numbers guy. So mm-hmm. Clayton, you know, when I talked to Jack, we did talk about in our uh, Are You Crazy interview, we ended up talking a little bit about what Jack would be most interested in. He's a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. He would love to work on uh, some info sheets, you know, for us to give us a little bit of research heading into an episode. Because listen, Clayton and I do all that totally. We're pulling the numbers. We're reading all the deadline articles. We're reading the numbers. We're reading the internet. We're scouring it when we come on air. So to ha- none of this is written for us. We do not have writers, huh? Huh. And mm. having someone who's a numbers guy who could prepare some numbers, you know, personalized for the BO boys, that could potentially be very intriguing. Um, but what do you think, Clayton, about having a numbers guy? And do you think Jack, so far off the bat, is he a numbers guy? Does he seem like a numbers guy to you? Oh, I mean. Also, one thing, just like one uh, quick thing. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt. Well, you you already have, so now you got to keep going. You got to keep going. That might be a tally. I just have to say, that might be a tally. We don't know which way it's going to go, but Christopher, definitely do tally that. So, Jack, yes, continue. Say something great. Yeah. (laughs) I just say, just kind of about my number of stuff. You know, I have been uh, pretty good for like the most part, but um, I projected like higher growth last weekend for both Blue Beetle and Strays. It was a bit of a down weekend. I was a bit more optimistic about the Microsoft's uh, like performance of like Blue Beetle and Strays, and unfortunately, like both of those two films just cannot be able to like, live up to my lofty expectations. Just wanted to I put that out there. I have been like pretty good flipped, you know, like most part, but I experienced a major um, downfall last week. All yeah. right. So on his interview, in his interview just now, perspective. Wannabe O intern Jack admitted he was wrong mm. just last week. He said that he projected Blue Beetle and Strays to do much better than they actually did. So, Clayton, there's honesty there, which, you know, Christopher's going to tally the honesty. Yeah. But, but I mean, he's saying he's a numbers guy. And on his interview, he's saying he incorrectly predicted some numbers. So, what do you think of that, Clayton? I mean, I wasn't. It's not great. It's not great to admit that sort of weakness so right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for me, what we would be looking for with you, Jack, is historical numbers. Mm. Numbers for comps when something like Strays is coming out. What are the movies that are close to it that they would be comparable so we would know right off the bat? Good boys made this, right? You know right. Uh, that sort of thing. That's right. what we were. And listen, Sausage Party, Sausage did that. Party did that. Yeah, yeah. We also, of course, tell us what you think is going to happen because we ask everybody, "What do you think is going to happen?" It's fun to think about what's going to happen. For you, I want what did happen. Mm. I want to know what did happen. Mm. If you can focus on that. That's that's way easier to get correct than what could happen. Right. So that's what I would say to focus on here. Not that we don't want your input and your predictions, because predicting is what we do and we love it. And and you will get sharper at it the more you do it. But if you can give us concrete facts and numbers from the past, that would be key. Okay. Okay. So uh, and don't also, but I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I can do that because we're you know, equals. Right. Don't ever interrupt me again. Or, or, but <laughs> Thank you. I will say, or interrupt 
even more forcefully because that's good radio. And we don't we don't know which one of us is telling the truth right here. Because Clayton's saying never interrupt. I'm saying do interrupt. And one of those answers is right. Mm-hmm. But we will not say which one it is. Nope. You have to know. And I'm going to tell you if you get one of them wrong. So you better you got to be okay. really careful about that. Yeah. Christopher's keeping the tally yeah. there. So, Christopher, did honesty uh, go into the plus or the minus column in your tally there? I'll give I'll give him a plus for the honesty because honestly I, I'm gonna be honest here too. I, I thought Strays would do a little bit better. I'm not okay. sure about Blue Beetle, but I did think Strays would do a little bit better. So I'll I'll let this one slide. He, he he's getting a pass for me on this one. So let's get into some scenarios. We we've got to hit him now with some real world hard hitting what would you do's because if you get this job, you're gonna be thrown into the fire. Want to be a winter Christopher? He's been thrown into the fire the last year. There has been a lot of big duties he's had to handle and a lot of fires he's had to put out. And he's done great, which is why he possibly could become a senior intern after today. But you're going to be in that same situation. So we have been thinking about some things that might come up for you. And we want your sort of like right off the bat snap, what would you do? when you are the intern and you're put in these situations. Now, obviously, you're going to be reporting to Christopher. So, Christopher, do you have something that when he's your intern, he's going to have to possibly deal with this type of scenario? Yeah. Um, so one thing, what if any, what if Pat or Clayton runs out of Magic Mind on the day of a show? And what, what if it's like 30 minutes before recording, five minutes before we go live? Right. What, would you, what would you do in that case? I would get upon myself to see if there's a way to um, for me to be able to like like step up the like the plate and potentially kind of have like a bigger role. Um, you know, if I don't have like like uh, substance to be able to like perform, then and kind of have like a good like, mindset, then I could be able to kind of like like provide like a facts and stuff uh, like like forum um, in like last minute uh, a fashion. But I would help them to be able to have what it takes to perform at a level if they did have um what's it called again their magic oh magic mind magic wow that is Ah. i mean that's who's paying that's who's paying everyone's salary right now you gotta remember the names of the sponsors so put i mean put that in your tally christopher does not (laughs) remember the name of the sponsor now can i just ask a follow-up really quick jack when you were saying you would step up you don't mean replace one of us for that episode right you don't mean be in my seat or pat's seat that is how i took that at i took that too but i'm giving him a chance to not have that be the case yeah oh no no like i wouldn't want to interfere i just mean uh that uh, i step up as in the sense that i could provide you both with the information to be able to like like provide um like in your shoes so so okay. uh, here's here's what I'm getting from that mm-hmm. best case scenario yep. from what Jack's explaining is Robert Downey Jr. famously gets an earpiece in his ear when he acts and has somebody read his okay. lines to him. Would that be something you would do for one of us if we had run out of magic mind and we weren't feeling as sharp and we had to get these numbers correct? Would you be fed into one of our ears giving us clear very pertinent information about the weekend and previous comps and things such as that, demographics, attendance numbers, 
in our ear, would that be something you would do for us? Right. A CRNO situation. Would yes. you be our CRNO? Sans the big nose, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, if that could be of assistance to, uh, you know, uh, Pat and Clayton, then by all means, I would definitely be able to uh, do that. Yeah. That's a great sentence right there. If it could be of assistance to Pat and Clayton, I would do that. That should almost be on a wooden plaque in your dorm room above your door. You know, if it could be of assistance to Pat and Clayton, I would do it. And your roommate comes in, your friends, you're having a party in there, and they look up at that plaque and they read that. If that if it could be of assistance to Pat and Clayton, I would do it. That's that is great words to live by. So I do like that. Uh, I would say put that sentence, Christopher, into the tally on the good side. Okay. I think I think that okay. whole sentence yeah. really works as a as an ethos redemption. for for the show. Yes, poss- a slight redemption, definitely yeah. some redemption, some level of redemption. So awesome. So that's a great scenario. If we forget our magic mind, I, I mean, I do think a, an answer there would have been I hightail it to wherever I have to find Magic Mind, and I, whether it's train, bus, airplane, whatever you could get on, you just get us the Magic Mind. You know, I think mm-hmm. that would have been the, the the way to go. Okay, but you have a rebuttal there, Jack. Uh, I was going to say that, but I was told like it was going to be like a half hour uh, like before um, like, the, uh, like, like the show um, right. kicked off. So, like, timing purposes, I was like, Ugh, you know, right. I could go up on my own, but it's just... Enough time. Uh, I'll tell you what I like about this. Okay. Jack's a numbers guy. Yes. He crunched the numbers. He did. He knew Mm -hmm. it'd be physically Mm -hmm. impossible Mm -hmm. to get from where he is, which don't say where you are because your anonymity. Right. To where we are, which we won't say where we are because of our anonymity. Right. He knew. He did the he did the math in his head, and he said, "I can't do that." That's best case. Mm-hmm. If we gave him three hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. But a half mm-hmm. an hour immediately said, impossible, recompute, what's next best answer? That's what I liked about that answer, I'll tell you. Yeah, that's good. That is numbers guy answer right there. Yeah, so we do. Okay, great. So that that really, really helps on that answer. So, Clayton, do you have a scenario of something that can obviously – uh, Jackson be reporting to Christopher, but mm-hmm. something that could come up that you would then want to tell Christopher to tell Jack, hey, this is a problem. You've got to handle this. Yes. It's all communication with Jack. If he gets the position, we'll go through Christopher. Yeah. So this will maybe be the only time you ever interact with us, at least in the first year or so of the intern. No, this will be the only time. Yeah. So, yeah, this will be the only time. Okay. So, Jack, say we allow you to post on Reddit. Under mm-hmm. our moniker. And you're posting numbers, which is what you do. Because people, you know, you're over at our box office, you're posting numbers, people are interested in that. And say you're posting about, say you posted about Strays, starring Jamie Foxx. And someone replies to the numbers that you posted and, and asks you, what do you think about the idea that Jamie Foxx is a clone? Because this is going around. This is an actual thing that people believe what would your response be to that my response would be like oh, okay well do you happen to have like any um, like i like, just like hard like like valid evidence like any proof about like um like this assumption 
I, I that is not a bad answer, but here's your answer. I'm a okay. numbers guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. like that? Anything oh, that's not numbers? Okay. You say. Yep. You do the shrug emoji if you want. Right. I'm a numbers Got guy. It. That's what you okay. answer. Right. Right. Because Pat, okay. Pat and Clayton okay. are the only two that are allowed to step in it. No, none of one else is allowed to step in it. Pat and Clayton are the only two that are allowed to do right. that. Well, well, I'm going to actually, you know, you already got the job, Christopher. So, but I'm just going to push back lightly on on you there. I'm oh. the only one who can step in it okay. because because Pat has a very lucrative career, which we won't mention. Right. Right. It's uh, too lucrative to mention. It's too lucrative to mention. I don't have that sort of burden. So therefore, I let Pat step aside so I can step in it. Yes. So Clayton's the only one okay. who gets to step in it. Yes, yes. There's often times where Clayton is pushed into it because I'm moving so far out of the way of stepping into it. I bump into Clayton mm-hmm. and okay. he, you know, he will like get it on his belly. It'll it'll get all over him. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And yet we don't want anyone stepping in it on our behalf. No. You know, because everyone represents the show mm-hmm. and therefore could possibly in some way represent me and my lucrative career so no one step in it yep other than clayton because then it stays on him mm-hmm. so yeah so the answer to that is yes anytime something like that comes up is this person a clone other conspiracy theories you just put numbers in because you're a numbers guy mm-hmm. so i'm a numbers guy you're a numbers I guy like okay well let's let's can look i at- test that can I, can I test if he's truly a numbers guy? Do it. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, Go uh, for it. A, a B.O. fact that I think all wannabe boys and girls and people, people. people should know is what are the top five highest grossing movies of all time? Obviously not adjusted for inflation. So I'm wondering if I can put you on the spot right now and you can tell me the top five from one to five, five to one, up to you. So, and just to clarify, are you talking, uh, Christopher, in that question, are you talking the top five worldwide, you know, combined grosses or just the top five domestic? These are the top five. I will five. take, I, I, I know this is more of a um, domestically oriented show, so I'll take domestic, but worldwide, I, I'll be fine with either answer. If you can give me either one of the five, because they are slightly different. So if you can give me either I'll one of those both. five, I will take it. Wow. He said, I'll do both. So um, for like domestics, the number one Star Wars Force Awakens, I believe it's $936 million. Okay. Number two is going to be Avengers Endgame. I believe that's $858 million. Number three is going to be Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man, uh, what's that? Far From Home. No, sorry, Spider-Man, like, no way home. The one that came out during December yeah. 2021. Uh, that one. I believe it's actual it's run that made eight hundred and five million dollars, but it kind of had like a re-release where it made eight hundred and fourteen million dollars, to my knowledge. And then number four is going to be Avatar. I believe its original release was seven hundred forty-nine million dollars. It was re-released and now it's seven sixty. And then number five, I believe that's going to be Top Gun Maverick with seven hundred fourteen million dollars. Okay, I will give it you. I, I was impressed that you even know the numbers off the top of your head. You got that top five correct. The only thing that you got incorrect is Avatar is actually now at 785 domestic. Oh, really? Top Gun Maverick made it to 718. But I am, you, oh, you got that, that was a uh, you got a positive tally on that one. Wow. Awesome. That was, 
I mean, that was really impressive. It's impressive. Hold on one second, because, Jack, I'm just going to mute you for a second and just double check. We had a little crackling there on your uh, microphone, so I'm just going to see if this fixes it. And it is definitely Jack. So I'm going to keep Jack muted for a bit while we talk about him. Yes. Okay, so, yeah. So, Christopher, I mean, that was a good question. That was very impressive there. You know, I think what we're seeing here is Jack is not necessarily a tech guy, as we're hearing with the crackling of his microphone. And he's yeah. he's admitting <laughs> it. He's yeah, shaking yeah. his head back and forth. More honesty. I like that. I do and like that. He's an honest guy. He mm-hmm. he may not be a uh, uh, a fortune teller, as we saw in his Strays and Blue Beetles prediction. Um, but he is, as advertised, he does seem to be a numbers guy. So uh, I'll give him that. He he definitely he 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 is making a rebound. He definitely started off a little rocky, but he's definitely he's making a comeback, making a good first impression on me. So uh, I'm starting to like what I see. And I'll say that. And is is he someone? Because listen, it's also we're all going to be hanging out at BOHQ. Does mm-hmm. he seem like someone that you want to run into at the water cooler? I, I wouldn't mind running into Jack at the water cooler. He definitely knows his number, so I know I know he can at least keep a conversation about that at BOHQ. And honestly, what else do we talk about at BOHQ other than numbers? Right. So I, I would I definitely wouldn't mind a water cool conversation with him. Now, right. Christopher, would you be able to let me know when he's at the water cooler so that I can avoid the water cooler in that moment? Oh yeah, I think we're gonna put like maybe a bell on him or something, just so people know when he's around, so he can't like sneak up on you guys or anything. Love right. it. Because I know, I know, no one wants that. So right. yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do. And, Great. And, and Jack, don't take that. This isn't no. as a comment on you as a person. No. Whoever was in your position, we would want that bell on. It's, it's the station, mm-hmm. not the person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. You seem like a lovely gentleman, lovely young man. Right. Who knows his numbers. This is not about you personally. Right. Obviously. It is. That's it's station based. Station exactly. based. Yeah. Jack, could you unplug your headphones? Because that could be the situation. Unplug them and plug them right back in. So we're doing. Thank you, wannabe O intern Christopher, who's also. IT as part of his showing it, putting it back in. I love this. All right. So we're watching. If you're watching it on YouTube, we may or may, you know, uh, on YouTube, you will get to see this happen live. He's unplugged it and let's, there we go. The crackling is gone. So great job, wannabe O intern Christopher, on Mm -hmm. fixing the Jack's tech here. And that might be, I mean, Christopher, you may have to do a lot of that just in Jack's day to day life because he will be reporting to you. So. Mm Um, okay. So, so do you actually, Christopher, do you have any other scenarios that you need to run by Jack? You know, let's maybe give him one more. Your hardest hitting. He's going to be your intern. Fire is going to have to be put out. Can he do it? What do you got for him? How would you handle the rock situation if one day we, we do something again and he, he files a lawsuit? How, how would you support the B.O. boys in their legal endeavors? So would he file a lawsuit against the uh, like B.O. Boys? So, Jack, The Rock is suing the B.O. Boys. Everyone's named in the lawsuit. You know, so that is part of this. If you become the new wannabe O junior intern, you would be named in a lawsuit filed by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So that and that doesn't matter. All no. that matters is protecting myself and Clayton to mm-hmm. a lesser degree, Christopher. How do you protect Clayton and I in that situation what is the first thing you do when the lawsuit comes in from the rock i would say it's a matter of us trying to build a good like a um, like 
legal team trying to assemble like, uh, like some good like get down like some solid people who could like all defend us like some good uh, like some lawyers and stuff. I say we just like like we like go back into like his past and stuff, and then we just kind of like bring back like his like I guess like his uh, like darker ties, you know, kind of like his what he did last fall mm-hmm. with the uh, Black Adam numbers. He's very unhonest. Um, I like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that Jack. Jack is going after the Rock for his dishonesty, and then again, just we goes to show Jack is a very honest man. I like that plan. But not just his dishonesty, his box office dishonesty. Dishonest. The numbers. Mm-hmm. That is great. That's a great, great answer. Yeah, yeah. Assemble the team and go to the numbers. Yeah, yeah. The numbers. I mean, you know, like like Black Adam. I mean, it was a bomb. Still, to this day, if like. Down about, oh no no no! It was a hit by all means. It made a big profit, and yeah, but no. Yeah, something Pat had been saying since the very beginning. Yeah, as far as I remember, uh, weeks okay, and weeks d- and yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's a negative. Weeks for you, and weeks and weeks. That's, all right, <laughs> I'm tallying you too, and you were all pluses until you said that. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. It's good right. Thing, good thing I already have the job. You do, and you're so high in the plus column right now. That negative's not going to matter. So I'm going to throw something out here. So one of our Biggest guests of all time, one of the closest friends, part of the B.O. family is Scott Mendelson, the, the legend, box office legend, Scott Mendelson. Now, he is a great man, father, family man, great guy. Great man. But anyone could snap or anyone could find themselves in a bad situation. So let's say one day Scott Mendelson comes to us and he just says, he says he's dead and, and you got to help me out. Scott Mendelson has killed someone. Let's imagine that scenario. Scott Mendelson comes to us and and someone else is dead. And Jack, wannabe senior intern Christopher, he hands you a shovel. What do you do in that situation? Scott Mendelson has, on purpose or accidentally, we don't know, killed somebody and come to us to help. What do you do, Jack? That's a good, good great question because, you know, like Scott Mendelson's awesome. I'd want to help him and I would feel like that to help him, but like the exact same time, I mean, he has like, like committed a crime. So we just, it would place me in a awkward spot. But, you know, given like my love for just such like a great person, such a, uh, like a passionate man about like box office, he's almost like an idol. And I'm afraid that I might have to put him above like the law and stuff and essentially say, Hey Scott, you know what? It happens, and I want to help you. I'm not gonna like like uh, like look at you any differently. Um, I want to be a resource, and I would offer that hand of assistance. I love that. Okay. I want to be a resource. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I mean, there's no other to say. It. That is the right answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the right answer, and it's it it has to be known that if Scott Mendelson killed someone. The interns of the Bo Boys would be there to dig a hole, mm-hmm. and that's the only that's the only answer for that. So I, I, I mean, I might watch Jack dig the hole, but I don't course. think I would personally do that. I, I don't want right. to get my hands dirty, obviously. No, totally, so I'll, I'll, totally. I'll, I'll supervise him digging yes. the hole. Yes, yeah. right answer, yes. Will, right answer. Yes. Mm. yes, and and I think I think Christopher, you should say mostly blindfolded, so you have some oh, deniability yeah. about knowing mm-hmm. where the hole is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, but no, mm-hmm. that as as the junior intern, that is Jack's responsibility, and that's that's the only answer there. And I was a little worried at first because you were talking about it is a crime and all that, but you got to where you needed to get to, which is you mm-hmm. you were digging a hole by the end of this. Mr. Scott, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a lot of information here. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Clayton, where are you feeling right now about the prospects of Jack joining the team and therefore want to be a intern Christopher getting promoted to senior intern? What is your initial thoughts? I mean, w- with the understanding that I'll, I'll never hear or see Jack again, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, it's no skin off my nose, yes or no, but, but. if I was invested... Uh, I would say, go for it. Because I, I would love to see the numbers. I'd love to see yeah. the numbers, not necessarily Jack, but I would love to see numbers in front of me. Yes. And yes. Christopher's done such a good job for us. And, you know, it's another year. He re-upped the internship. We re-upped the internship, I should say. And to give him a little bit of a bump up, I think that is deserved. Mm-hmm. And if this is the way to do it, then if he's okay with it, then I say all systems go. I mean, this is a go. This is a go thing for me, knowing that I also will never have to deal with it in any capacity. Right. You'll only be receiving information yeah. via an email that is not coming directly from Jack. Yeah, and if it's like I get an email from Christopher, we get an email from Christopher, Jack's gone, I'm not going to ask a question or, right. you know— and if Jack is 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 here for years, I I still You'll will feel know. the same. I'll never know, right? Never so know. I mean, I will know, but I won't care. Right. So I think at this moment, to me, I'm thumbs up on this. Yeah, I mean, I second that. I am enthusiastic about that, but the decision is not going to be mine today. It's not going to be Clayton's. It is going to be the head of the internship program. So want to be O intern Christopher. We're sending it to you. This is the biggest thing you've ever done on the show. Mm-hmm. Are you hiring Jack to be part of your team? So I just have one question for him because this shows how well he listens to directions. You guys have been saying for a long, long time, please leave a five-star review at the end of every single episode. Jack, have you left a five-star review since listening to the BO Boys? Of course. Okay. I that's, love it. that's all I need to hear. He, he, he's good in my book. If he's left a five-star review. He is in. And I love that he said, of course, and by setting up his honesty with earlier answers, we're not going to doubt that at all. We just believe him. Yeah, we don't even have to go check him. Yeah. No. So I guess it's official. Jack, welcome to the team. You are now a new wannabe intern at the BO Boys. It's an honor, gentlemen. Thank you so much for giving this opportunity. And I'm very excited for that's going to be ahead. Wow. So, and Christopher, congratulations because you have been promoted on air to Wannabeo Senior <clears throat> Intern. You now have a direct report. You are middle management. It feels great. There's nothing better. Wow. What a historic episode of the BO Boys. Congratulations all around. And, you know, there was a dispute over who was number one at the box office. There was no dispute today, though. Everyone wins at the B.O. Boys. So great, great historic episode. So, of course, everyone listening, email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think about the on-air hiring of 
Jack and the promotion of Christopher. Give us your thoughts and, of course, your thoughts on this weekend's box office. Should Gran Turismo or Barbie have been number one? Any boots on the ground reporting you have? The Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Watch us on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like. And, of course, Clayton, on YouTube, everyone's got to ring what? That bell. Ring that bell. We are YouTubers, so watch the show on YouTube. Follow us on social media at the BL Boys Pod. Of course, Christopher, you're killing it with the vertical videos on Twitter X and on TikTok. Any any thoughts about the future of what people could expect on the social media? I mean, it's going great right now. Will the videos get more vertical, less vertical? What's going on there? I think the videos are definitely going to – I like the how vertical it is right now, so I think we're going to keep it like that. But definitely – I'm excited about our YouTube channel. Definitely go start checking out our TikTok. Those are the – those are the two things I'm most excited about. So just have people, like you guys said, ring that bell, yep. go like, subscribe, follow, whatever they got to do to get as many, as much of the B.O. Boys content as they possibly can. Yes, yes, definitely do that. You're doing a great job. Want to be a senior intern, Christopher. And, of course, five-star Apple reviews just like, listen, look what happened to Jack just now because he left a five-star review. He got a job out of it. Mm-hmm. He got an internship out of it. So those five-star reviews, they're great for the show, but they are just as important for you. So leave us five-star reviews on whatever podcast platform, but Apple is the only one that really matters right now. And, yeah, I mean, I think that is it, Clayton. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else we have to say. No, nothing. Except for, until next time, we'll, we'll smell you. you. At the box office. Nailed it. Nailed it.